Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dax Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Lilly. Hello. Did you ever consider having Monica Lilly as an acting stage name? Shit, no. That sounds like you could have gotten yourself on like um, Melrose Place or something if you were oh, Monica Lilly. I would have loved that. Also kind of sounds like a porn name. Hate okay. to say it. Well, I would have had options. <laughs> you got to always keep your option <laughs> open. Talk about someone who's got a lot of options. Gwyneth P. Paltrow. Love her. I don't know what her middle initial is, but I do hope it's a P. Oh, I love Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, this is her second... Uh, go around here at Armchair. Yep. And uh, it was just as fun as the last time. Uh, she is an Academy Award winning actor. She's an entrepreneur is what she is. She is. And an author. She has a new show coming out on Netflix called Sex, Love, and Goop. Sex, Love, and Goop follows a group of courageous couples as they journey towards more pleasurable sex and intimacy with the help of a team of experts. Sadly, I wasn't called to be an expert. I'm so sorry about Maybe that. season two. Yeah. <laughs> Please enjoy Gwyneth Paltrow. We are supported by Intuit, the technology platform that builds your financial confidence. There's some things that school doesn't really teach you, like how to handle the financial world. I mean, look, I did 16 years of school and I didn't have a single class on accruing debt or a hole that that puts you yeah, on. Yeah, they don't been, teach you that. No effort made whatsoever. If you want more financial knowledge, now is a great time to learn with Intuit for Education program. It has free, easy-to-use resources like getting a car loan with Credit Karma simulations, understanding taxes with TurboTax lessons, and even learning to run a business with QuickBooks simulations. Check out Intuit's free resources today at intuit.com slash education. Intuit, that's I-N-T-U-I-T dot com slash education. We are supported by Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm. Ooh. Myrtle Beach, I have so much nostalgia. Me too. I did a spring break in Myrtle yes. Beach. Yes. Did you guys used to go there from Georgia? Yeah. It mm. was a very common beach destination. Ugh. Long sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline to enjoy. The beach truly is where your best self comes out. Combine that with the irresistible aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants, and you've got yourself the perfect vacation. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. He's an Let's start with your shoes. Tell me about oh, these. They're oh very exciting. My eyes drawn to them. The whole outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Making me feel good. These are J.W. Anderson. Okay. High tops. Okay. They're so cool. I'm very into them. Yeah. I like big shoes. Mm-hmm. Because you're so short. You want a little. <laughs> you want a little boost. You don't think they're too chunky? No, I love them. I love them too. Are they on the site? No. In fact, which is crazy because we actually sell JW shoes, and I don't know why we didn't sell these. And then I saw them in a store, and then oh, I had to— Scooped them up. I had to scoop them. Mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> I was going to make a bad gooped them up pun. Oh. Make it. But I thought better of it, but I still did it. Wait, What? You said she scooped them up. And oh, I said she gooped, gooped them up. up. I, I gooped them up. <laughs> she gooped them up. Okay, so the last time you were here. Yeah. I How long ago was I here? Six or seven years ago, I think. 
It was probably, probably two years ago. At or, least, right? Or more, yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know how you are with time, but I have a less and less of grasp on time. What are you taking? Nicotine mints. Oh. You're an ex-smoker, right? Yes. And it rained today. Mm. Did you not get in your car today? I dropped the kids <sighs> off at school. I dropped them off. And then as I was pulling away, I rolled the windows down because I was liking the smell. And mm. I was like, oh, if I could fucking light up a camel light right now. Camel light was my kind. Oh, wow. Such a good cigarette, wasn't it's such it? such a good one. They don't even make that cigarette anymore, right? <laughs> You're joking. No, exactly. We've been out of the game too long. They, I think I've outlawed like light cigarettes, period, because it's misleading. They're not very, they're not light. You're kidding. There's no camel lights anymore. But then, so, hold on a second, because okay. there was a real difference between the feel of a camel light and like a camel regular. Big time. A camel regular was like, there was also cheese burning it or something. It was too, <laughs> oh. it was too, there was it too was much. It was too much. It hurt. Yeah. It hurt. But I could bang back a pack and a half of camel lights at night having cocktails and I felt great the next day. I was a like, wake up, brush your teeth, get a coffee, light a cigarette. Okay, so I smoked in bed. Like, this is how I used to wake up. It would be like grabbing for the lighter and hoping I don't hit the ashtray, which is completely full from the night before. And then, like, having to get it lit before I committed to open my eyes. Like, okay, now I can do it. Oh, admit it's so gross. It's so gross. When you look back, oh, my God. It is gross, but it does look cool. (laughs) It does. That's why people did it. It Did it. I'm going to say did because people aren't doing it anymore. You know what's awesome is, like, did it and with no embarrassment whatsoever. Mm. Like there's so many pictures of me in the nineties. Every premiere I have yeah. a cigarette in my hand. Yeah. Every fashion show, cigarette, cigarette, cigarette. Yeah, you're looking like Jack Nicholson everywhere you go. That's awesome. <laughs> so my ex-girlfriend Brie and I, we lived in a one bedroom apartment in Santa Monica for ten years and we were both heavy, heavy smokers. Oof. I now think about when non-smokers came to that little apartment, it must have been dreadful in there. Yeah, and you don't need, I never even thought of that. I know. Did, did well, you ever was, have a smaller apartment like in New York where you were banging darts? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ever happened to you? <laughs> Ripping a heater? <laughs> yeah. I had a studio apartment on 10th Street. Uh-huh. And yeah, Just sit fucking. in there all winter, windows closed, <laughs> chain smoking. <laughs> Oh, I don't no, know. I just realized something bad. What? Our stand-up isn't in here anymore. It's in the Gwyneth shower. would have liked that, I bet. It's in I the shower. saw with you and Matt Damon. Yeah, okay, you saw, good. He's the greatest. I've worked with him a couple times. He's the best actor, and he's so, he's great. I yeah. loved working with him so much. Okay, Wobby Wob is being nice enough to get it oh. out of the... People are going to start asking. They like it in the pictures. Mm-hmm. They like, oh, they like okay. the reminder that... That love is real. Yeah, why did we uh, remove it? We had some other kind of commitment. What is dolphin asparagus? Oh, oh my God. Great okay. question. So it is my, well, it's not just Wait, my, hold on. Okay. Look how happy you look. I know. I know. I've never seen that look on her. No, there's a better one, actually, I have on my I phone. There's one where he's kissing my head and you can't. And the look on her face is beyond description. I'm like, I've known you for a long time and I've not seen you smile like that. It's like, oh my God, is it a beautiful moment. <laughs> That's pretty cute. Okay, so hashtag dolphin asparagus. So we have talked on here a few times about people that are romantically attracted to dolphins. There's a documentary about really people who have like been in love with dolphins. Because dolphins are pretty sexual. The males are. The males want to have sex with humans. They constantly are trying to have no. sex with yeah. Way. <laughs> when it, this is not up for debate. They try so to hump humans all the time. 
I'm not making a case that anyone should love a female dolphin because they're not like that. <laughs> but a male dolphin is down to party. Okay. I'm not going to ensnare you in this because okay. it'll be in headlines. I'm going to take your word for it. The yeah. bottom line is it was an argument. Monica, of course, was like, people aren't in love with dolphins. I saw a documentary about a scientist that fell in love with a dolphin, blah, blah, blah. I said, if you are in the audience and you would like to acknowledge that you're attracted to dolphins, just hashtag dolphin asparagus. Very arbitrary, just dolphin asparagus. And we got a dozen or so folks that dolphin asparagus, so now it's kind of a thing, dolphin asparagus. Not to say that Matt is into dolphins at all. It looks no. like... But that is what we're kind of saying. Yeah, you are saying that. <laughs> okay, so really quick, because I just want your real-life reaction to this. So the last time you were here, I was on crutches. I had gotten a, a surgery on my toe. Right. Why had you had it again? The surgery? Yeah. I have arthritis, and one of the right. knuckles was, like, frozen, and that I said, can you un... And they said, yeah, well, we'll go in there and we can make it straight. But when I got the x-ray, the podiatrist said, also, the arc of your foot's kind of not right. I'd like to shorten this all together. And I'm not a podiatrist. So I was like, okay, sign me up. I'm going to be under. You're doing the other thing. Yeah, let's knock it out. Uh-oh. You saw me. I had a little boot on. I was unaware of this at this time. So you have to see the results of oh, this shoes operation. shoes are coming off. Okay. Yeah, because... This is my wife's favorite picture she has of my, my foot. Okay, so look at the length of this toe now. <laughs> well, for, ignore this because that's stage two of this story. Okay. You notice that is half the size of this toe. Now. Yeah. So that's well done, Doc. And you can see the scar here. And then what happened additionally was now this one's curving completely over because there's no resistance because that toe's a now a miniature toe. Have you ever wow. seen a foot it's so a disturbing? I feel like I'm in a <laughs> Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> <laughs> to get you in the mood for Halloween. That's what that was Wait, for. but do you have pain or is it okay? No, I can't feel anything south of that ankle, really. Everything. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it is looking... Oh, it's so oh, gross. Yeah. It's not gross. We got to love all those little That's right. Imperfections. And, and, and just one more thing I want you to notice. So look at how long it is right now. Right now, it's the same length as the fourth toe, as you can see. I can. Now, watch this trick when I stand up. <laughs> it somehow sucks in an inch. <laughs> Did we follow up with this podiatrist? <laughs> it's worse than that. Oh, no. So I used to go on Kimmel, and I would brag about how good-looking my feet were. It was like the only body part I had that I thought looked elegant and really nice. I don't it, think that's true. Well, thank you so much. But that was my story at the time. And so... I had a couple like on air where I compared my feet to other people on his staff and they voted and I had won. So I bragged on the show a bunch about it. And then I went on the show to say like, update, because I bragged so much, God did this to my foot. Look what happened. <laughs> Karma big time. So I, then I show it on Kimmel and I have my foot on the desk and the whole nine yards. And I get a text from the podiatrist and he's, and he's like, sad. he's really sad. Oh. And he's like, he's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you got oh. the order of that, right? Yeah, he's sad. He says, come in. I didn't know you were so unhappy with the thing. And then now I'm super codependent. I'm like, 
oh my God, I love it. I'm a comedian. Did you see? I had a whole segment about the toe. Like, this is great. There's nothing to be <laughs> sorry about. It's one, Everything's great. And then I was comforting him for a while oh, over this. That's fucked up. Yeah. I feel like you just, someone someone needs to invent like Invisalign for toes and then uh, you'll be. Ready for uh, flip-flops again? Yeah. Yeah, because I can't wear, I can't wear flops <laughs> with that foot. I mean, it's a good conversation piece. There it is. Go. And look, right? I, I've had a, more than my share of good luck in life. Yes, so if certainly. I have a crazy Halloween <laughs> toe permanently, then whatever. You know what is weird, though? It's like you don't think about this when you're young and healthy and everything's good. But as you start to get older and things go funny or you need surgery or things mm. age and something happens like a body part is different there's this weird mourning that happens it's like Identity. there's this weird grief i don't know like i've had stuff like that too where i'm like wow like i had two cesareans okay my daughter was an emergency it was crazy we almost died it was like oh. not good anyway it's like there's a big scar across your body and you're like oh wow like that didn't used to be there and it's not that it's bad or you want to judge it but you're just like oh my god or yeah. i break my freaking toes all the time because they're really oh. skinny and long okay and so my toes i have the same like i have my toes used to be do you long. want my guy's number yes please <laughs> <laughs> i think because we talked about it you could probably get like 40 50 percent off the procedure <laughs> Depending on how short you want to go. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Ew, how short. <laughs> I like that you said that though, because I do think a lot of women, after they give birth, they do have some trouble reconciling what's their body, what's for yeah. the baby, you know, all of it. Women aren't supposed to have those feelings. They're supposed mm. to embrace it and like, oh yeah, this is a reminder of my baby. And it's like, well, also. It's your own body, and I don't know. I think it's good to talk about that. Yeah, and then also, thank God there was an Instagram when I had babies because now it's like if I see someone, oh, I just gave birth two weeks ago, and yeah, I have yeah. a completely washboard stomach, and I'm like, wow, that's not what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And great, more power to the lady with the washboard, but it's just like that is totally the exception. Mm -hmm. And then now we're being fed all these other images of like what we're supposed to look like all the time. Babies, no babies, whatever. It's, well, I'll yeah. add too, even before you have the baby, you're on Instagram, it's like, oh, wow, this... This gal gave birth in her living room in a, in a tub. Is that should I do that? Oh, this woman was on horseback. Like, <laughs> like there's all these challenges to woman. It's like competing with each other. There's this weird like, if you really love this baby, you'll give birth to it in the desert on a full moon with nobody there but you. Right, right. I don't dig that pressure. Yeah, I think I just think women really need to be friends with each other and like all the judgment around how you have a baby. Do you breastfeed? Do you not? This, that. Are you going to work? Are you not going to work? It's yeah. like, do you have help? Guess what? Whatever it is, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like. We also have this weird thing around, I don't, it's past perfectionism. It's like, I can do this gargantuan task that's superhuman. Mm -hmm. And why? For what? Like, I, Right, right, yeah. right, right. I really noticed it when Kristen was pregnant with our first child. It was like, everywhere we went, we'd start talking to people. People were like, are you doing a home birth? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> you're, but you're not going to get an um, epidural, right? And it was like, all these layers yeah. of like, you're going to do this wrong. I think a lot of it comes from a good place of people wanting to share what worked for them mm -hmm. if they had a good experience, but sometimes it can sound judgmental. Yeah, but like if I ran into a dude, he's like, are you going to the gym? I am going to the gym. Yeah, you are you bench pressing 500 pounds? <laughs> like that's to me what it sounds like. Like, yeah, 
Are you doing the most heroic version of this possible? Right. Okay, so the two cesareans, any other surgeries I need to be aware of? Like if we travel together, are you going to go off the alarm? Did you fill out our paperwork where we asked yeah. your medical, medical history? Because we're going to give you a massage midway through. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I got my tonsils out. Okay. And cesareans. I had a knee surgery. I broke my knee when I was Ooh. doing Iron Man. You oh, did? Yeah. Wow. Like a torn meniscus or something? No, I broke what's called the tibial plateau. Okay, Ooh. great. Yeah. That's great. That it, was, awful. it hurt a lot. <laughs> the tibial so plateau. Yeah, I've gotten banged up here and there, mm -hmm. but luckily nothing too, too gnarly. And how tall are you? I used to be 5'10", okay. and now I'm like 5'9", and... Almost 5'10", but I'm definitely shrinking. But in those shoes today, pushing six foot. I hope so. My daughter's taller than me, though. She How is? Yeah. She's like 5'11". Wow. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that Good crazy? For her. Now, that's a awesome thing as an adult, perhaps. But in high school, I remember when gals were that tall in high school, and it was rough for them. Yeah. I think she sort of has a love-hate relationship with it. But I said to her, don't worry, you know, when you're... Yeah. All grown up, you're going to like being tall. Yeah. You're going to laugh last. <laughs> yeah. You in high school, fine? I grew an inch when I was like 19, which was Whoa. pretty weird. So I got to 5'10 when I was like 19, but I was still tall in high school. I was like 5'9 all the way through. Yeah. Well, not all the way through, like, I don't know, 10th, 11th grade. I and shall. most of the boys are about 5'9 at that yes, point. That's true. That was always an issue at prom, like if you had a shorter boyfriend um, like you had to wear smaller shoes it was a whole thing oh right. that's like going to prom with robert downey jr uh, there you go uh, see yeah. he makes me wear flat shoes <laughs> he does i have to get on I've my never knees in photos issue, with him <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding robert i love robert you. we love you so much now when you endeavored into goop what was the global vision at that moment? I have to imagine it's like evolved in so many ways yeah. that were kind of unforeseen. Like, what did yeah. you think it was originally going to be? It's almost like I was holding two totally different ideas at the same time. Because on one level, I was like, wow, it would be so cool to like have a business and do something in a lifestyle space and make product. And like, what could this be? And I was sort of holding this big amorphous vision. Like it wasn't well-defined, but I had this sort of ambition behind it. But then at the same time, I felt very almost like caught in my fear and anxiety around trying to do something in a different space. And I had no idea what I was doing. But I just had this passion. So it was like, on the one hand, I had this ambition. And then on the other side, I had this fear. Yeah, it seems insurmountable, even the word business. Like, what? Are there, so there's accountants. Or someone's got to file these taxes. You got, like, it just seems like, yeah. well, that's not what I do. And I had always been really interested in business. Yeah. I find this is rare. So when you would get a contract, you would be negotiating a contract to act in something. Yeah. Were you the type of person that loved talking to your lawyer about, yes. okay, me too. Totally. Like, I need to know everything. Yes. What's their scheme? How are they making money? What does that really mean? What's the 20% off for? Right. That's you too. Exactly. So I love to know all the inner workings of that stuff. And then I always, I also, I grew up in New York City and so I didn't go to school with a bunch of actors, kids or whatever, like you yeah. do out here maybe, right? Yeah. Although I was here when I was little, little, but when I was like reading the newspaper age, all the girls' dads were like- Finance people yeah. and stuff, mm -hmm. yeah. And I was super interested. I was like, wow, this is fascinating. This is like a chess game. It was like Machiavelli. Uh -huh. And I got super interested in how it all worked. So I always had this like covert interest. Yeah, an undercover 
business interest. <laughs> yeah. So, but even with that ambition towards what it could be, what did you think the lane of products would even be? Like, I have to imagine now it's even expanded into realms that you didn't originally. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even know if we would ever get to make a product. Like, right. Yeah. And I didn't even know how to, like, I had no idea how to monetize a business. I had no idea. I was like, I guess I'll just send out a newsletter. And then I had help like figuring out what it would look like and that the newsletters would then be archived and people could go back. But I didn't know that you could sell ads. I didn't know that you could like do collaborations or sponsorships, let alone create a marketplace, you yeah. know, for e-commerce or make your own stuff. That just seemed like way past what I was capable of. I mean, it was a long time ago, right? Yeah, like, it was like 13 years ago. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. And people yeah, weren't my... doing it then. Like, yeah. I feel like now a lot of actors and actresses have other businesses and other things and yes. tons of endorsements. And it, now it's evolved. But I don't feel like people were doing it very much when you were. No, I definitely was among the first. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, I was very early in the space. <laughs> You've been successful in many ways, but like, I'll just say from my point of view, this thing feels suspicious. Like this podcast feels too good to be true. Like I, like I've tried so hard at other things and they were just very middling at best. And then this thing is just like, so big and, and I'm scared to think about why it is. And I, if I figure out if I know why I'll ruin it, like, do you have any of that stuff? Like this thing is working out so well, or is oh that something my God. you, you First mantra? of all, you're so funny. The reason why this is so successful is because you guys, first of all, you have this like incredible chemistry together. That's just natural. Like you could never engineer this. True, true, Thank true, you. true. Yeah, and I agree. the quality of the conversations are so good and you're so funny. And it's just like, it's a great, podcast despite my foot it works maybe because of your foot <laughs> yeah if i gotta fix oh the my whole thing God. the foot yeah i'm not sure how the foot's gonna <laughs> play in but is any part of your brain like oh, this is a little suspicious that like i was acting and then i have an interest in this and then i pursue this thing and then mm -hmm. at least from the outside it seems like it's an enormous business at this how many employees do you have 200 oh my god wow. yeah that's bonkers that's right amazing yeah, but I think it feels different because it's so hard and we've had so many ups and downs and we've been through so many incarnations and like I've made so many mistakes and Oh, tell me a couple mistakes. Oh my god. I mean, how long is this <laughs> we, for, mistakes? For you, we have at least yeah. 20 minutes left. Okay, good. Yeah. So many. I guess like the most overarching mistake theme that I've made is not feeling emboldened to question other people who are experts, right? right? Yeah. So like, oh, how can I say like, this doesn't feel right when I don't know anything about X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think also, I think it's hard to be a woman starting a business anyway. And then it's hard when people are like, why the fuck are you starting a business? Like, yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. any authority to do this. And, yeah. you know, so it's like you're constantly- Proving yourself. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, you do have a business and then- the press are like, why the fuck are you doing the business? So it's like yeah. constant yeah. sort of wind in your face. And I think I outsourced a lot of my authority. And that's okay if it's the right people. people but you should always, always like, I think any founder or entrepreneur, like you're never going to be a domain expert in all of these areas. So 
instincts become really important in terms of like, even if you have an uncomfortable conversation with someone like, I want to get a second opinion on this, or I want someone to check this work or audit this or that, like do it because you learn more, they learn more. I think you can establish a really good relationship with a coworker by having a difficult conversation and the people who can't handle it shouldn't be. Yeah. Right. I know like when you direct stuff, there's this fear that everyone else will lose confidence in you. So it incentivizes you to not acknowledge when you don't know, right? Or like at least if you're insecure in the role, you're kind of, it's fearful to let people see that there are areas you don't know. And does that play a role at all too when you're the head of something like that? Yeah, for sure. And that's why I think you have to make a decision early on, I did to say, I don't know about this. Like I remember when I was first starting and I was really trying to catch up on kind of just like the basics of business and e-commerce specifically. And I would be in these meetings and people would be throwing out all these acronyms and I would literally be Googling under the table, (laughs) what's an AOV? And I kind of made a decision like, I'm just going to ask the questions. Like, I don't know why I'm so embarrassed to ask. Yeah, that would be me. I'm like, fuck, I'm supposed to know that shit. Right. And so I'm like, sorry, I don't know this. Or what is that? And it's so funny too, because I still do it all the time. And And you notice like, other people don't know it either and yeah. they're not asking. So yeah. when I ask, everyone's like, oh, okay. Good. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. yeah. Yeah. But there's shame in not knowing something. I have it because my chip on my shoulder is that everyone thinks I'm dumb. Like that's kind of my big fear. I had a conversation somehow, Tim Ferriss. So I ended up on a phone call with him and we were having this splendid conversation. He said, ROI like nine times. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was <laughs> about the eighth time where I was like, I had enough context (laughs) clues to finally go like, oh, return on investment. But I had just been nodding along this conversation for quite a while as if I knew what he was saying when he would say ROI. I know. And there's nothing wrong with (laughs) saying, what is that? Yeah, I'm a gearhead comedian. It's okay if I don't know what ROI is. That's right. So I have to include you in our experience watching the first season of your show. Oh, okay. Loved it. Because Monica called me in like like as if she had gone to the Magic Kingdom for the first time and saw all the characters. She goes, you've got to watch this episode. They show close-ups of all these vaginas. There's that much variety. I had no va- idea. That's why we wanted to do it. It's a vulva, by the way, Dax. Yeah. A vagina's the inside. I'll give you a master class on the menorah, the majora, the clitoris. Let's party. Okay. No, see that? I already got terrified. You would think I was ill-equipped. But it occurred to me, so of course I watched it, and I was like, yeah, that's vaginas. Like, everyone is, that's why we want to see all Dax of them. Dax is like, bit. I've he's, seen yeah, he's like, I, share. I already knew that. I was like, I didn't. I'm never, I'm only seeing mine. Well, also, it occurred to me, I'm so stupid and locked into my perspective. I was like, oh yeah, when you guys are naked around each other, you're not seeing each other's vulva. You're not- Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could tell you what every dude I'm friends with their penis looks like. I've seen everyone's (laughs) penis and they're all unique. And I knew that. Some guys are uncircumcised. That's exciting. Sure. Yeah, for me. Yeah, penises are more displayed in general. Like sometimes you do see it in movies. Sometimes You're not going to get a close-up of the vulva. No. Unless you're watching Goop. Right. And we were like, (laughs) we really, really want to do this because I think women largely in our culture, as you said, they've seen their own unless they're lesbians. Sure. And the idea that you get is from 
pornography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Playboy or whatever. And it's so, I think it does a big disservice to women mm-hmm. to think like, I mean, there's so many examples of this in the culture. Like we're supposed to look like this. We're supposed to look like that. Yeah. And that's like a super vulnerable area, obviously, to think about like, am I normal? Am I not normal? So we just wanted to be like, you're normal. Whatever yeah. you yeah. look like, you're beautiful. You're normal. It's okay. And we were really happy that the... Not the network. What do you say? The, the streamer. The, na- the, na- the, the Netflix. The Netflix. Yeah. They were like to on board with it. It was awesome. What about awesome. Googling Netflix right now? Like, what the fuck is Netflix? That must be an acronym for something. Yeah, it was profound. It really was. I've, I've never seen anything like that. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you. Because you were, not to out you, you were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be (laughs) specific. Rob and I received some texts Yeah, I was locked out of my therapy setting, (laughs) which is this attic. But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, Talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, getting ready for a marathon, or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home, if you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more.
So here's my question to you guys, and I got to set it up in a little bit of a lengthy thing. One of my fascinations is when couples I've known have experienced infidelity, the pattern of questions men ask and the pattern of questions women ask. Mm. And I find it to be the most fascinating thing because pretty much without exception, everyone I know that's gone through that, the guy, and it's even in Closer, I think, that great movie, the Mike Nichols movie. Right. The guy's first question is, how big was his dick? And did you come? Wow. Okay. That's like right out of the gates. Like, who is he? They got to know how big his dick is. Okay. And they got to know if you came. And what that tells me is those are guys' two biggest fears. Their two right. biggest fears are my dick isn't big enough and I'm not giving my partner orgasms. Right. And women generally are asking immediately, do you love her? Mm. And so I think yes. women's fear is that they're going to be unloved. Right. And it's all heartbreaking for both parties. It's like all of yeah. our gender fucking silos were in suck for everyone. <laughs> and they're driven by each other, which is ironic because right. no one cares about dick size more than guys. So I guess I'm curious, like, I know as a guy, that is what you are as a dude are comparing. And so what comparative game do women play considering they don't even really know what each other has? Maybe boobs when you're younger. Yeah, like you're maybe worried boobs. about who has boobs and who doesn't. That's true. I was so late blessed. with the boobs. You were so blessed. <laughs> <laughs> My boobs came so late. Mine came so early, and mm. I was, like, embarrassed by that. Like, everyone's just embarrassed. No matter who you are, you want to be the other person. Yeah, standard is just to be ashamed and hate yeah. everything that's happening. Oh, it's God. true. I'm going to go even further, and this will, we'll probably cut this out, but... Are you having another nicotine thing? Yeah, these, so these are, these are nicotine toothpicks. Wow. How long have you not smoked cigarettes? 16 years last month. But you're still this Yeah, I love nicotine. And I've talked to a lot of doctors about it. There's nothing really bad about nicotine other than it raises your blood pressure a little bit, but I have low blood pressure, so that's not an issue. Okay. And it delays the onset of Parkinson's. Okay. So you might want to think about, fuck. <laughs> Bring you it wanna do a, You want to do a collab? Is that what we do? Yes. I'll design oh, some um, nicotine products for goop. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. If I saw anything with your name on it, on <laughs> you would cancel would like, everything. <laughs> Do you sure. vape? No. No. I did for a minute, man. It got me. It got me. <laughs> I had never been to Lake Arrowhead. Have you? No. It'll blow your mind. Wow. It's like teleporting to Switzerland. It's an hour away. We rented a house in quarantine up there. And I got up there. Oh. And it's like mountains. And my buddy at the time, my childhood best friend was with us. And he was still smoking. And it was the first time in 15 years. I was like, fuck, I want to I, like, I smoke up here in this, these, right. in this mountain climate. Oh, yeah. And then another friend that was there vaped. So I was like, well, fuck, I'll take that option because I'm really, I want to smoke. And then seven months of me vaping. They couldn't, none of them can stop. Like the, a lot but of I'm, people. But I've been off of it for three months now. Um, so I'm done with that chapter. Okay, that's yeah. good. Did you ever party with the vapes? No, I never. You said goodbye to it and that was it. Do you know, it's like, I loved the sound of the burning tobacco and the, like, and the smell. I'm not going to vape. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, you lose all the good stuff then. If you suck hard enough that you get a little crackle that'll remind you of the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the sound the, of your lungs cracking. <laughs> yeah. Turning into Snap, popcorn. crackle, pop. <laughs> so how long ago has it been since you smoked? I smoked like a pack at least a day until I was about 24. Okay. Then I stopped. So you've been out for five years. Well, then, no, then I did a movie called The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, oh. thank you. I just got your joke. And I, oh, we just interviewed Luke. Oh, I love Luke. And I don't know that I knew you guys dated, so I go, it must have been impossible not to fall in love with Gwyneth in that movie. And he goes, 
Oh, well, I did. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should do a little more research. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God, it was really. He is the funniest person. I honestly laughed so hard with that guy. Like, I died laughing. Same. I did a movie with him, and I still have about oh. 20 of his catchphrases in my head <laughs> that I, I constantly do out loud. He's so funny. <sighs> so I had to smoke in that movie. Yeah. So I kind of picked it back up, but I never went back full blaze, like 20 a day, but I would do maybe like one after dinner Mm -hmm. or two at a party. And then I wouldn't smoke for three days and then I'd have one. So I kind of dabbled for a few years. Would you hop into 7-Eleven, buy a pack, grab one out, throw the whole pack in the trash, teach yourself a lesson? No. Okay. No, I didn't do that. I tried. She's an addict. We're not alike. I tried to not buy a pack, but then I, I would sometimes. Yeah. And then I got pregnant with my daughter. There you go. And then I stopped for years and years. And then- I was somewhere like I was at someone's birthday party and I was like, oh man, that looks so good. I was like, I could just have one, right? Yeah. And it turns out I could. So I wow. had one like once in a while, I would have one. That's the dream, by the way. If I could do that, that would be wonderful. And then a few years ago, I signed a life insurance policy. Okay. And I was like, well, can I, am I allowed to smoke one cigarette and have that? Like one a quarter, like one every six months, one at a Christmas party. And they were like, no. You listened. You were like, sure, I'm going to follow that. That's my final question. I never smoked again. I hadn't actually smoked in a while when I signed it. And I was like, okay, I'm really never going to do this again. Did it cross your mind that you've now incentivized people to murder you if you have an insurance policy? Oh, That's true. why I'm not going to have one because I don't need my kids or my wife to have any more incentive. Oh, yeah. More ammo. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I just made that story up. Okay. <laughs> you, you smoked on the ride here, I bet. <laughs> okay, back to in that same me observing people with infidelity, I've noticed that people, guys that are most kind of controlling and secure – are generally the dudes I know that are most insecure about their penis, most insecure whether ah, they're making girls come. Like ah, the, okay. I, I see a huge parallel there. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, between people who are insecure about their penis, yeah, they're most threatened by their partner oh, cheating, cheating on them. Got yes. it. Yes, there seems to be like a mm. pretty nice correlation in my anecdotal life experience. I think it's fascinating. Do you think the reverse is the same for women? Well, that's, I bring all this up because I'm genuinely curious. Like I want to know, because this new season of the show is dealing a ton with sex in couples. Mm -hmm. And I guess the the main question I would have just from watching the trailer, because it's not out quite yet, is I can explain the type of shame associated with men talking about sex. I think just generally speaking, men are far less shame ridden by even talking about sex. So I first want to, ask you why you think that is like why is it that me and my guy friends have all seen each other's penises i know exactly how they fuck i know exactly i know everything about like it's Mm -hmm. just fine and i wonder why it's different i have an opinion but i'd way rather hear from you guys well i'd be interested to know like what the difference is between how old are you 34 34 so i'm Three years younger. Yeah, no. Don't fuck up the math. I already established you at 29, so you can blow the whole thing. Yeah, but look at your face. Oh, please. We spent so much time, and now I'm digressing again, but when you came the first time, we've since talked about it so much, but like, I was like, oh, I'm 
I'm not a per like that's a person. <laughs> oh, shut the oh my fuck god! Up. She's only had it twice. She's had it twice where like the guest left and she's like, I gotta really think about my everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, you said age. Age, yeah. Mm. No, because I was curious about Monica's if the difference in because I'm 15 years older than you, mm-hmm. so I wonder if my experience is the same as yours being raised, and I don't know, and I hope it's very different than from my daughter's, yeah. who, right? Who's at 15-ish years younger than you. Yeah. Yeah, this is where the rubber meets the road for you. Don't you think? Like, this is really where things launch. Yes. Your sexual identity is just starting to really take form. Right. But the messaging that I got when I was my daughter's age, who's 17, this is gross. This is bad. Good girls don't do this. Good girls don't really talk about it. Don't talk about pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't think about what you might like or what's right for you or like, let alone like, what are your kinks? Or yeah, yeah. it was all just like, be good, be nice, like be in a monogamous relationship. And can I add one thing? Yeah. Because we're roughly the same age, which is like, you better make sure the guy you lose your virginity loves you. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. if a human can tell if someone truly, like what a fucking burden to put mm-hmm. on a 15 yeah. year old kid. Like my dad said, don't knock anyone up. Right. Like those are marching orders one can follow. Yeah. Make sure this woman loves you with her whole heart. <laughs> I mean, that is in, Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And then when it turns out, well, maybe the person didn't love you for the rest of your life, and now you failed at that thing. That's the part I really kind of hate. It's just like the weight of that command. Yeah. And why is it the girl's responsibility to carry the whole exactly. moral context for the whole thing? And right. We're the ones who are then shamed, or we're the ones that are then judged. At yeah. least in my generation, that was kind of the. Yeah, if you like sex, you are a slut. Right. Plain and simple. Yeah. Only sluts like sex. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the emphasis is so much more on building a relationship, not pleasure from sex. It's like, yeah, you better like have a boyfriend and have him for a while. And how long have you guys been together before you ever had sex? Like those are the conversations Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like, I enjoy it and I want to do it. And I have an unpopular opinion with my daughters, which is like, of course, the most generic thing every guy says to me is like, oh, you better have a gun. There's going to be guys coming around or whatever. You know, this notion that I've got to protect my children's virginity, my daughter's virginity with great prejudice if necessary. (laughs) (laughs) My response is I do not want my daughters to have sex so that they can get approval from somebody. Yeah. But if my daughters are horny and want to have sex, that was my favorite activity. It remains my favorite activity. I'd be lying if I said I was in any way anti that activity. Mm -hmm. I'm anti getting esteem from that activity, but that's it for me. Right. I hope that the conversation is starting to change around women's sexuality and their pleasure and the right for a woman to say like, hey, let me think about this. Like how many of us have actually sat down and been like, let me sort of chart out what my sexuality is. Like, what do I like? What do I not like? Could I say that to someone in the moment? It's like, we're not taught that that's okay. Yeah. I think the conventional old wisdom is like, if the guy feels good at the end or if the guy comes, like you did a good job. Success. By the way, every guy's going to come. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort, especially in your teens. <laughs> yeah, but like that's you doing a good job if he f- is happy. Right. Let me back up. I want to know because sex, I don't know what the anxiety is. I know 
when I was growing up, girls had great anxiety about whether they could give a blowjob correctly. Mm. Like that seemed to be a performance anxiety. Cause I know every boy has this incredible anxiety about like, am I gonna come too fast? Am I gonna get hard? What's gonna, like, I mm-hmm. know what, I know the actual anxiety men are wrestling with for sex. And I've definitely heard women lament about the, their fear of be, not knowing how to give a blowjob. But was there, is there any fear about sex in general that you would be bad at it? I think so. I mean, I think it's if the guy is not like definitely what a girl's not saying is, oh, it's not going well because I don't feel pleasure, which that is what they should be saying. But I think it's there's so much emphasis on the guy. And really, like, I think if the girl is having if she's really in her body and having a lot of pleasure, like that's great sex. The guy is then having great sex. Right. Especially if you're an approval jungle like me. Like all I want mm-hmm. is for you to walk away going like, that guy did a good job. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> is it progressing? You would know. You have the ear of that yeah. generation of young people. Without saying it's like what you're, uh, we're not saying your daughter said to this, but you must have some sense of like, like I'll tell you one thing that my wife does, which I think is ingenious. She didn't make it up. She learned it from somebody is when she describes sex to our children, she says, and then the woman takes the man's penis and puts it in her vagina. So right away, it's like, you're in charge of this. Right. And you will decide to put this in your vagina, not the man puts his penis in your vagina. Oh, that's a good And I was like a little subtle thing yeah. like that is like, yeah, you're in the driver's seat. He's got this ridiculous protrusion, so it would seem he's <laughs> in the driver's seat. But, but you're going to take that and put that, you know. And I was like, right. oh, that's a nice little uh, adjustment we're going to make. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so in this season, though, based, I guess, on the popularity of the vagina episode, and mm-hmm. it wasn't a, a vagina episode, it was an episode about... Female pleasure. Fe- female pleasure. Yeah. So I have to imagine that was, like, probably the one that people watched the most. Yeah, yeah, it was. I watched the drug one, of course, because yeah. I'm an addict. That was a good one. That was a great one. And then I was like, well, let's get over to this vulva conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So was that kind of like maybe a guiding, like, oh, wow, this is really underexplored, clearly. Exactly. There was a lot of great conversation that happened around that episode. And I think we just felt like this is a topic that people are still uncomfortable with, the idea of female pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then we extrapolated it out a little bit because the show follows these incredibly brave couples who are coming forward because... There's something that's really blocking them in their sex lives, right? So this is a particular thing because we're just looking at these couples who are in committed monogamous relationships and there's all other kinds and all other permutations. But I found it so fascinating that in your intimate sex life, like that's where unresolved stuff from your life is going to come up and out, right? So whatever your insecurities are, whatever bracing you do, whatever unresolved trauma you have, like it's going to come out there. Yeah, you're your most vulnerable state physically you can be in. Right. And so I thought if we are able to explore how you can unlock yourself from those paradigms that you grew up with or those patterns or the trauma, like if you, like what would be possible? Like in a sexual context, if you could be super honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and really listen to yourself and really be vulnerable, like what could be possible? What could you heal? And it's very cool. Like there are some of these couples go so just they're so abjectly brave and they're just trying stuff to get as close to the person that they love as possible. And one couple 
had almost separated and they had completely lost their attraction to each other. There was one couple where they were completely sexually mismatched and the woman just felt like she was broken and could not have an orgasm. And the guy was like, well, it worked with everyone else. Like, you know, and just really you see how communication and insecurity, ego, vulnerability, Mm -hmm. like you see how all this stuff plays in and how people were really able to start to dismantle some of this stuff that that kept them apart. Wow, yeah, that's cool. Well, I do think that I've said this a bunch of times that like, and I've been in three different really long-term relationships, and I think the very hardest element of a relationship to keep on track is the sex life because it requires so much vulnerability in the area that I think we're all the most insecure. Like mm-hmm. the notion that we wouldn't be enough for our partner in that right. way, you kind of tell yourself the story is like, well, I can't fix that. Like maybe... You want me to wash dishes more? I can handle that. You want me to pick mm-hmm. up the kids more often? That's tackable. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to please you. Uh, like, I just think it like gets to the very deepest primitive fear we have that we wouldn't be enough for somebody. Yeah, but there's like a mind reading piece of that that we all do that undermines us so much, right? It's like you just said, I worry that I'm not pleasing you. Mm-hmm. But what if it was your partner's responsibility to say, hey, like... I would love it if you tried this. Yeah. And to kind of undo that burden that like you're supposed to read my mind and I'm supposed to read your mind and this is supposed to be perfect. And if we're not having perfect sex, then it means we're not meant to be together. And But I do think what stands in the way of that, the roadblock for that is we're all a little codependent in relationships. So I am nervous that if I tell you my needs or my desires that you will interpret it as you're failing. Mm. So I think how, that's what really stands in the way quite often with people right. being honest about what they want because they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings. They don't want to imply their partner should have known this intuitively. But I think a lot of us get defensive quite quickly right. when the stakes are that high. But I think it's how you frame it, right? Like if you are able to say to your partner, hey, like, is there any way we could have a conversation that I feel embarrassed to have. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about something that's really hard for me to talk about. Like, is that okay? And you set it up like, you're my friend in this. Like, I'm not attacking you. And also you have to pick the right moment, right? So it can't be like... Maybe not right after Right, like An ideal time is like, he's just (laughs) lost a basketball game. (laughs) Or he just got fired. Yeah, right then. <laughs> That's when you hit him. Because, you know, he's, he, he's maybe he's open to direction at that moment. He's questioning a lot of things. But Jaya, <laughs> there's a woman named Jaya on the show. She's this amazing sex therapist. Real quick. That's very convenient. That her name's Jaya. Suspicious, yeah. Why? Jaya. Simulation. Well, Jaya, vagina. It's, it seems oh. a little convenient. Like a weathercaster that's named like Dallas Rains. You're like, eh, I don't know, man. You went into meteorology? Mm, Chicken yeah. or the okay. egg. All right. I Anyways, it. I just wanted to flag that. Okay. okay. Thank you. This recontextualizes <laughs> <Thank> everything. <you. laughs> but she said, like, have the conversation like that when you're both resourced, right? Meaning you're not in a fight about something else. Yeah. You're not exhausted. You didn't have one kid with a fever all night. Like, wait until... Everyone's cup's full. You, your cup is full. Mm-hmm. And come to the conversation with accountability and vulnerability and... I think that if couples are willing to do that, 
hey, I'm going to, ooh, I'm going to put down my reactivity and just hear you. Like Mm -hmm. really interesting things can come out of that. Yeah. It's almost like if you can trick yourself, like people have mental tricks. I have mental tricks. Uh, When I used to audition a lot, it's like on the whole way there, I convinced myself, I don't even want to be in this movie. Second, I really (laughs) believe that, then I can just be carefree and do whatever I intended to do. Right. And similarly, it's like, if you can almost trick yourself into like your partner is your friend who's telling you like what they like it's that simple like yeah. you're just hearing it's what your not friend a trick. would it's real that's real yes but i'm saying to remove yourself from the like oh fuck I'm, i haven't been doing it right shit she's telling me now we've been married yeah. for 14 years i've been doing for like you know yeah, you no, can you go got, off to the races really quick yeah. right i'm trying right. to be realistic about what people probably feel like when this comes up just interesting to ask yourself like why why is this so hard to have? Is there a, is there a way that if we could have a conversation where we could address the elephant in the room, which is this is a really hard conversation to have? Yeah. Well, let's start with the very, like the way sexuality often begins is, I just told the story recently. I moved to a different school in junior high in, in, in sixth grade. And then this gal that was an eighth grader asked me to go to the movies with her. And we start kind of like, I guess we're going together, blah, blah, blah. Then we're behind the shed at Deanna's house because you would go to the movies, but really you just leave immediately and you would go to Deanna's house. And then we're behind the shed and we're making out and everything. And I had gone up a shirt before, so I was fine with that. And then she said, I like getting fingered. And in my mind, I'm like, great. Like, sure. Good for her, by the way. I know. How old was she? She was in eighth grade. So she's like 14. What an amazing girl. But here's me. Okay, so I'm 12. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going down her pants, and I know where my penis is. It's right out in front of my mom's pubis, right? It's there. It's up high. I'm assuming that's where the vagina's at. Mm-hmm. And I'm going down and down, and now I start really panicking. Like, <laughs> oh my, if I go much lower, I'm going to be at her butt. That's what's got to be next, because that's where mine's at. And I'm like, sp- I'm pausing oh for my long God. enough that she says, Oh, have you not done this before? And I was like, no, I've done it. And then I just commit like, oh, fuck, I'm ah. probably going to touch her butt. But I got like, I, so for me, it's it literally started with, have you not done this before? Right. Yes, I have. And then panicked right, right, and right. then acting like I've done it before. And mm-hmm. then fingered her butt. No, I didn't finger her butt. That didn't happen, but I was. She so, probably liked that too. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure everything. Was on she the sounds table. like if you had said no, I haven't. She would have been great. She probably would have liked it, and that's yeah. the fun. That's the thing I kind of want to say is like people find that so endearing and lovely, and to be a part of like walking someone through that is actually amazing. Yeah, I'll be really vulnerable. Then. Yeah, I had sex very late. For the first time, like last night, <laughs> not last <laughs> night, but not that long ago, like in your 30s, I was about to turn 30, I think. Wow. Yeah. And what made you wait so long? It wasn't a choice. Okay. It wasn't like I was like, I'm waiting till marriage or something like that. But I had I have a lot of like blocks about being liked and relationships. Mm. And I didn't have one like growing up ever. And no one who I liked liked me. A lot of things piled up into me having like a lot of. Blocks. And I'll add a, a story that people don't like her and literally is blind to. I've been in front of her while a guy is hitting on her and we walk away and then we fight for 25 minutes about whether he just hit on her. And you know that he did and you can't see it. Yeah. So That's where does that works. story come from? Well, I was an Indian girl in Georgia and I felt really other. And I also was really other. 
I've been around her screaming, this dude's in love with you. No, he likes the show. Yeah, he likes the show in which you are yourself on the show. And he it's right. not like you're a character on fucking TV that he's in love with. Right. You are Monica. Right, this is a good point. Oh, it drives well, me crazy, Gwyneth. Anyway. <laughs> you and I should go out for coffee and talk about it. <laughs> We're going Spend to. Spend all your time talking about this. But yeah, anyway, so, so there was a lot going on. Yes, and I would always then pick people who... I couldn't have to kind of confirm the thing. You know, it's a, it's a whole thing. But I had sex very late. Was it a boyfriend by the time? Or are you just sort no, of No, like- we were, we did like, it was like our third date. And I was like. It's time to party. It's time. Yes. I wanted to. And I was like, this is. Did he know? So that was a whole thing. I was like, I have to tell him. But I didn't also want to tell him like on the first, you know, I was like, how do we do this? Right. How do I navigate this? Because at that point, you're kind of a little insecure about it. Oh, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very. Yeah. I also, this person who's incredible, a very, very special person. Are you still with him? No. Oh. But he has had many sexual partners, this I know, which is fine. And I knew that. So that also added a little bit to the insecurity because right. I'm like, oh, my God, this person has had so many partners and I've never had sex and I have to tell him. So we're like fooling around and it is about to happen. And I have to say, Mm. Hey, I I, I have to tell you something. And he was like, okay. Don't worry. I already have it. Honestly. (laughs) I mean, obviously that's. (laughs) I think which one are you talking? Yeah. 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 I already have those, those ones. Yeah. But that's obviously <laughs> what I was thinking, or what he must have been thinking. Yeah. But so, because he was not expecting what I told him, and I was like, I haven't had sex before. And he was like, Oh, do you want to? And I was like, Yeah. And so we did. And he was lovely. And he was so, like, Aww. it was, it was really sweet. And then he, like, sent me this nice text the next day, like, I want, like, I hope. That was good. I want, let's do it again. Yeah. Very good person and experience. A but nice text. Was, I thought you were going to say, send me these nice flowers. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, okay. no. He posted on Twitter, like, great night last night. I mean, he didn't <laughs> tag me, but I mean, clearly. But what? I knew it was about me. <laughs> no, he was yeah, perfect. He, but that him. feeling of like, oh, my God, I have to tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. I, this I, person. I'm impressed you did. Because I know what. It was for you. I do, but I felt like that would be so unfair to him if I didn't. Mm. Like, P.S. You just took my virginity. I couldn't do it to him. Fuck him. That's like for. I feel like for you. <laughs> no, it's for you to say like this is. Yeah. I think that's really self honoring to be like this is what's happening. Yeah. I admire it. I do too. Yeah. I would have chicken. Well, I did chicken out. I just went. Uh, fuck it. I'll hit her butt. <laughs> well, you were. T- Twelve. Yeah, I'm maybe eleven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all to say, I only say that because I don't know everyone's different experiences, and of course, I think I'm the only person on earth ever who's that age who has to have that conversation. But mm-hmm. I'm probably not. I'm sure no. there are other people. I'm really impressed you just told that whole story. By Thanks. the way, yeah, you're a gangster. Thanks. And you're getting more and more gangstery by the day. Thanks. But yeah, it's a tricky topic. Yeah. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by Taco Bell. Oh, man. We often 
do two recordings a day and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all new cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is Mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. We are supported by Mint Mobile. It's time to stop putting it off. Get your spring cleaning done. And I'm not just talking about your house. Now is a great time to look through your finances and see where you could save. Like, how much are you spending on your phone plan? Because if you're not using Mint Mobile, you might be overpaying. Right now, Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Think about what you could buy with this saved money. Listen, if you switch to Mint Mobile within a few months, you could get yourself a gorgeous pair of Geordies. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Check change phone plan off your to-do list and switch to Mint Mobile. You can get plans for just 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash DAX. That's mintmobile.com slash DAX. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month for first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. When you do a show like this and you got to go out and promote it, I would imagine like, do you feel an obligation like these people who were kind enough to participate in this thing, they're being so open Mm -hmm. and now I pretty much have to walk that path too. Do you feel that pressure at all? Mm, It's so interesting you say that because I think people expect me to do that. And my point is it's still a really private thing. Mm -hmm. Or for me, it feels really private, right? It's like... I've had my own long journey with my sexuality and it's constantly evolving through all the chapters of my life and through like being a kid and trying to understand it and all the many phases of being objectified and putting yourself in a bad situation and Mm -hmm. then getting married and divorced and then remarried. And it's like, it's been a really interesting journey. And I think Actually, there have been times where I've been close to myself and my sexuality, and there have been times where I've gone way far away from it. But it's really personal. And I think the reason why I wanted to do the show was not to sort of talk about my own stuff. Although, like, in a situation like this with you guys, like, it feels not, like, horrible to talk about, you know? 
But I think that the impetus behind the whole thing is like, to the degree to which you're comfortable, like you are allowed to talk about this stuff in your own life. You're allowed to think about it. You're allowed to explore it. You're allowed to talk about it, ask questions about it. You know, like we were saying earlier, like let your mind go wild and think about like, oh, would I like this or not? Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to tell everybody. Right. I think it's really important that we give ourselves a permission to have that kind of curiosity and agency. I don't know. And I really do think that I keep saying it because it's the only way I can really say what I mean. But if you're close to yourself in that way and you're really integrated in that way, I feel like life really opens up. Yeah. Yeah. When we interviewed Natalie Portman, we were kind of talking about this like diametrically opposed trajectory of actors whose sexuality was restricted. Mm-hmm. So that would be like everyone that was on Disney. Like they right. really mm-hmm. restrict your sexuality. Right. And then like Natalie, who was sexualized at 13. Yeah. And how it, yeah, it just has this crazy, predictable yeah. outcome, right? Where it's like she then closed it down mm. and these people exploded. Right. Yeah. That's and actually fascinating. It is. And we think of ourselves as having this like, an innate path we're on, but that is so not true. It's like, if I were a Disney kid, I would have done this. And if I were sexualized, I probably would have done that. Like it's, you are really susceptible to these outside forces. So I think in you're kind of in that Natalie category, I would imagine where it's just like, I've got to reclaim this for me and everyone butt out for a second and then maybe getting older and going like, okay. And then also I do want to be outward. You know, like I could imagine that being the. That's such an interesting point. I never would have thought about it like that. But yeah, I think the first movie that I ever was in, they had me take my shirt off. At what age? 19. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking, why do I have to take my shirt off? Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what is this? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so important for the character, you know. <laughs> really? This character really? actually um, okay. does take her shirt off sometimes. <laughs> and so right. this is one of those moments where her shirt <laughs> would be off. By the way, this is the lesson you talked about starting a business, which is like you didn't feel mm. empowered to ask the question. Or yeah. perhaps you felt like you would have been exposing how green and novice you were. Yeah. And I just was like, why? I remember thinking, why do I have to take my shirt off? And then it was just like, there was a period of time where it was like, if you're a serious actress, you know, you take your shirt off to show that you can really- You're an you know, artist. Commit. Yeah, you can really commit. Yeah. And um, With all that said, though, do you have the thing Kristen has where she's like, now she's shown her boobs anytime she can. Like, any, anytime they ask her, she's like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, fuck, I wish I would have shown this shit off when I was younger and I didn't want anyone to see it. Now you let you hire her for a fucking a uh, a Hardee's commercial and that shirt's coming off. <laughs> That's no, hilarious. but Kristen is more of a, a the she's Disney. not a Disney kid, but of that because she's, she's the cute girl and the sweet girl and yeah, and girl that. next door exactly. And she's like, bitch, I like the fuck. Let me yeah, show you these was, titties uh, in this Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, you would have been more in the other camp. We have to let you go, but I do want to ask one question. As happens with you, I'll hear about something. This was the topic of our first interview, which we're not going to rehash, but I feel like I've been someone who's always come to your defense and thought, you know what, this is someone else's issue. But things percolate to me, even though I don't really follow things. So one thing I read or heard is that you, do you guys have two houses? No. Is that so, real? No, that's okay. not. This one piqued my interest just on a personal yeah, level. I was like, yeah. is, Ooh, should I have my house next door? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and again, like whatever, yeah. courses for courses, as they say in England, like whatever works. But 
What happened was when Brad and I got married, we thought it still felt soon to kind of integrate the kids under one roof. So we had, we had a different situation and yeah. we had been dating for a while and he had a house close. And so we sort of thought, well, maybe we'll just be married for a year and let them experience that before we kind of oh, all nice. go. I yeah. love that. Awesome. As someone who got slammed into other families a bunch as a kid, yeah. I couldn't stand it. I don't know. You know, sometimes we think like maybe we were too <laughs> careful about, but you know, I think we really, tried to be as mindful in our divorces and our mm-hmm. and our marriage together as possible. And we love our kids so much. And between the two of us, we have these four great kids and it's really hard. And there's no book, like nobody tells you how to step parent or how to do it. And it's, it's tough. Yeah. And you go through really like things you just could not have imagined going through and it's been such a totally fascinating and humbling thing being a step parent and oh, trying to figure it out. I have said this before, but I have three stepdads and and I just hated two of them. And thank God the last one didn't try to parent me and I, I loved him. But I then was dating someone with a kid and then I kind of fell in love with the kid. Right. And then in falling in love with the kid, I want the kid to turn out right. It was irresistible for me to not try to help right. that. And then it just... <clears throat> That's not a role the kid wanted me to have, understandably. And I, for the first time, I was like, I still hate those first two motherfuckers, but I have so much compassion for what they were dealing with, especially two boys, me and my brother. Right, right. Like, oh my God, is it a hard thing to navigate? I mean, it is really challenging. I wish somebody... (laughs) I think probably no one's written the book because everyone no has fucked it, it up. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it's right. hard. Yeah. Yes. It, you know, there's no way to win in it. But well, my stepdad could have. He literally showed up and he was like, "Yeah, man, you're your own guy. I'm into engineering and shit. If you ever want to talk about that." That's nice. And I adored him. And but you were older too, which is a little helpful. I right? don't know, man. That was a rough age for me. Like I was 15. Had I not liked him, oh, I would have fought him. Like I was at the age true. where I was like dying to lock horns with right, somebody. That's right. And he just never took that challenge on. And he and I just loved him. And yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing, right? It's like understanding that. You are not the parent. You don't have jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. But and, you love them. But you have. But you. But you love them. You have to. It's. It's hard because because right, you want them to turn out right. Well. And with your own kids, you have all this latitude, and you you, the fuck off you can make mistakes. And not yeah. and with you know with a step kid, it's totally different. But even I'm, with I've their kids, it. who I'm so 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 close to, have been around since they were babies. Like I have that. I'm like I can't say the thing that I really want to say, but I want to say it because I love that person and I need that person to be okay. It is so complicated. But then it's also like, well, that's, for example, your idea of what's okay, right? So it's like, what is projection? What is... Well, I was going to say it's a... Ironically, a weird lesson to learn for your own children, which is they're their own fucking people. Get out of the way, which is almost impossible to do. Yeah. But it's like if you could learn it in the stepchild, you could almost apply it to your child. Totally. And I think it was Banksy, that artist, who said, I, I saw this quote that said something like, parents now will do absolutely anything for their children except let them be who they actually are. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. it really stayed with me because I thought, God, we have all these ideas about how to parent and what they're supposed to do and be and say and blah, 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 blah. And it's like... 
can we be brave enough to just let them emerge as who they are without and trust? Yeah. yeah, without all of this, like, how does this reflect back on me? It's yeah. like, yeah. no, 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 like, don't be such a selfish narcissist. Totally. It's like they came through you, but they're not of you, like Rumi said. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I mean, I have a really good memory, and I I don't know if it's uniquely good, but I can go back to nine and listening to an adult talk to me, and I'm like. You don't get it. You're not going to win this. Like, you're going to say what you're going to say. And then guess what? I'm going to be me when I walk away from you. Like, I had that conviction. And I don't know why I would pretend my daughters are going to be any different. Like, I can fight them along the way. Or I can try my best to be there when they fuck up and go like, yo, I fucked up the same way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and bringing that kind of understanding and, like, camaraderie to parenting is kind of interesting. Yeah. And it works the other way around with your parents. They're not you either. Like, don't put (laughs) your— They're never going to listen to a word you say. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No one's going to listen to anyone. Just (laughs) accept that. (laughs) That's true. Well, from your shoes to your slacks to your great program, which is called Goop— No, it's it's not. It's called Sex, Love, and Goop. (laughs) Sex, Love, and Goop. It's interesting. It's confusing. We had to really mull it over between the two of us. It is a season two, but it it, it is not a season two. It's its own show. Yeah, exactly. It's its own show. Okay. It's another incarnation of some of goop content. I mean, it's all like the same. I think what drives us at the company is being sort of bold around asking these questions, right? Like, how do we optimize ourselves and yeah. and what are the channels through which we can do that? And yeah. so it's kind of all the same sentiment, but they're very different shows. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sex, Love, and Goop on Netflix. And if you want to wear cute clothes, you should go to Goop and check Monica out looks G- fantastic. Yeah, I'm wearing a Monica sweatshirt. I'm like starstruck. Right when you look at the pictures, the, the $30 jumpsuit I'm wearing is from Goop. Don't let Gwyneth <laughs> tell you anything different. This, this, and if it's not available, that'll be a false advertisement claim. So please litigate. Gwyneth, <laughs> such a pleasure. Thanks round for two. Coming back. I hope yeah. there's a round three through at 15. Any All right. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. I'm enjoying a cheese from your fridge. Yep. That is five years old. Almost as old as Delta. And it's really good. You can taste the five years. Yeah. The experience. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, it's always an interesting business endeavor when you're in the business of aging, because what's implicit in that is a ton of storage. If you get into the five-year-old cheese game, you know, you're going to be storing a lot of cheese for five years. That's true. And every day, presumably, you're putting some in that will start the process. So you're getting into the storage business when you're doing these age things. The scotch, the... Wine. mm Mm-hmm. Because storage comes with some built-in costs. (laughs) Sure. Right? Storage costs. Storage costs. You know, I think Matt, our friend Matt... Um, he's obsessed with building houses out of storage containers. I used to be. <laughs> you did? I did, yeah. I've never heard of it, but he's always sending pictures of that. Yeah, you can weld them together. Yeah. They're neat, but they're... But they're storage They're limited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had a fantasy of getting like a chunk of property out somewhere, let's say by Glamis or something, yep. building some weird storage. Because the containers themselves you can sometimes get for free or they are a few hundred dollars, and they're indestructible. Yeah. This is an interesting personality thing, right? Like some people are very attracted to that. Like mm. how do I... Build a 3,000-square-foot house for $100. 
Yeah. I don't have that. Right. I do. I know. Yeah. And decreasingly so. We have to be honest because that's what we do here. We don't have any facts for Gwyneth because we recorded with her yesterday. This is rare. Mm-hmm. We recorded with her yesterday. This is a quick tourney. She, she got fast passed to she did. M- Monday. She did. Because of that, I don't have the episode yet, so I don't have the facts yet, but that's okay. That's not, I don't even think that's what we would have talked about anyways. I think that there's the headlines won't be in the facts. They won't be, but it's important. The headlines are what happened when you walked in. Oh, yeah. Look, if there's a lesson to be taken, it's don't try to be cool, right? Because the first time we had Gwyneth on, I was like, should I wear something from Goop? Maybe I should. So she knows I like it. But no, that's not cool. I shouldn't do it. I had a lot of thought that went in and I was like, no, I'm just going to be like normal. And and it sucked. I should have. Also, who who endeavors into creating products wouldn't be delighted to see someone owning it and enjoying it. Exactly. But I was more insecure. Um, And I wanted to impress her. And I felt like that was the way to impress her, which is very stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this time I was like, fuck that. I'm wearing a G label sweatshirt that I love. That's pretty new. It's so cute. And I wore it and she was so delighted immediately I was delighted because I was like, oh, she knows what she's making. Because you could, you know, you could create some story in your head that she doesn't know what the fuck's going on at Goop. And uh-huh. she shows up and promotes this and that. But no, no she knew. Boom. Yeah. second she saw you. Yeah. And she liked it. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. And then, of course, the headline for me after that would be, I then hugged her on, upon greeting her. And she said, that was an incredible hug. You are a very good hugger. <laughs> Thank you. You are. <laughs> It's a real skill. I have had a few people in life who are incredible huggers. You, my friend Matt from home, mm-hmm. incredible hugger. Kristen is a really, really, really good hugger too. Me and I, her. I, I would love to feel her hug at your size. That's what like, I was going to say. For me, she's like struggling to put her arms around a barn door. Right. You know, mind you, great hugger. I love hugging her. Of course. But- I do wonder what it's like when she can be more in the role that I'm normally in as a hugger, which is I can fold my entire body around your body when I hug you. Yeah. No, she, it's a very specific hug between her and I because we're the same. She's an inch taller. Yeah. So it's, it's very much the same level. Yeah. You can like fully embrace. Yeah. In a, in a way that's lovely. Do you ever feel like your juggies create too much space between you guys? Mm, I've never felt that. Okay. No, no. I mean, they're smashed up against her for sure. You know, we guys are really flattening each other's boobs out when yeah. you embrace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, spilling. Wow. There's lots of spillage. Yeah. We should have Wobby Wob take a photo of that. <laughs> we can see you getting a lot of likes. Okay. <laughs> Another great photo would be Wobby Wob in the middle of that hug. It would disturb the whole thing. The yeah. whole the whole thing is- For you scene. guys. Yeah. Yeah, but for Wobby Wob, it would probably be nice. <laughs> you might like it, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to make a really dangerous argument because it's kind of, in truth, it's a little counterproductive to a movement that I very much believe in. But you were unaware of the movie Soul Man until about five days ago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so Soul Man was a Thomas E. Howell film in 1986. Yeah. One year before you got here. That's right. Yeah. Shit changed on your watch. Yeah. But this movie, Soul Man, 
was a hit film. It cost $4 million and made $35 million in cinemas when I was 11 years old. And the lead was in blackface and yeah. a jerry curl. And the premise is almost worse than than the than the blackface itself, which is he did it because so he could go to college because yes. it's so fucking easy to go to college if you're black. So the only reason I bring that up is I, I feel compelled to point out when we learn of these people that were in blackface in the early 80s, mm -hmm. it's it's so regrettable. It's yes. such a bummer. But also, there was a hit movie out that no one cared about. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Certainly, people in the black community probably hated this fucking movie exactly. in 1986. But I do think it's a tiny bit relevant to remember, like, just that's how fucking different culture was in 1986. Yeah. Because I'm inclined to go like, what a monster. That person went as a black person to Halloween in 1985. Yeah. But then I also go like, well, and there was a hit movie. So clearly it seemed yeah. like that was no problem. Yeah. Again, black people always knew it was a problem. They did always know it was a problem. I guess I'm saying I, I at 11 didn't know like, oh, this is insanely wrong. Yeah. I know it's completely wrong now, mm -hmm. but I, I can't, I don't remember at 11 going like, oh my God, what an offensive movie. Yeah, I know. I don't think America was reacting that way either. Probably not, but but they should have been. With it's just that that timing was different, and I, I I'm grateful that that movie can't exist anymore. And that people me, know. me too. If you're born in the '90s or the 2000s, I, I understand that that time frame is inconceivable. But I'm just saying, like I lived through it. Yeah, and I'm also gonna say. We're going to look at some shit in about 20 years that we're doing right now in 2021, and it's going to seem insane. It is. Yes, that is absolutely true. Mm. Thank God I never did that because I've done a bunch of terrible things. This isn't, it's just one that I didn't happen to participate yeah. in. Anyone who, who, who one of those things surfaces should immediately recognize that it was horrendous and they should regret it. Yeah. But the, but the inclination to, to draw a, a wholesale conclusion on their, who they were. Character, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, you'd also have to do that to Thomas C. Howell. You'd have to do that to everyone that saw the, you know, I don't The know. guy that played the Indian man in, in uh, short, short Circuit. Short Circuit, yeah. yeah. He most certainly wouldn't do that today. No. Yeah, he's blinded by this soup. But even like in. Hank Azaria, yeah. like he wouldn't either. And you have to let society grow and learn yeah. and I think yeah. yeah but 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 we're in a very bizarre time period where everything everyone did 30 years ago is still quite in your face yeah. it, it just wasn't before it's like no. people weren't aware of those growing pains in 1980 because there wasn't abundant footage of people from 1950 I know it's scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, and I think because that is a development we have to have some kind of computation to understand it all I agree Gwyneth was still as radiant as she was last time, if not more. Her outfit. Oh, <laughs> my God. My God. It's perfect. She well, Okay, we were watching a show the other day, and you were like, their shirts are too perfect. That wouldn't be. Oh, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be real life. Like, there would be wrinkles and some, maybe well, some Well, it was stains. the end of the day for these people. They had been wearing these shirts all fucking day, yeah. and they had and they just been steamed. Yeah. 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 However... Gwyneth's outfit looked absolutely perfect. Yeah. She had been sitting in a car for an hour, you yeah. know, and it, she had no wrinkles on her white pants. Almost impossible. It was noon, though, or one? It was noon. Yeah. Still. It's getting hot in here, do you think? 
In this? In this um, dwelling. I can put the air on. You don't have to. I'm just wondering if you noticed that the temperatures, temperature changed. I didn't. But you worked out, so maybe that's part of it. I did that. work out. It was a doozy. It was too, too hard because I haven't been eating enough carbohydrates because I, I cut out gluten because uh, my arthritis. And then when I do that, I realize almost all the carbs I typically eat are gluten derived. Yeah. I'm either eating pasta or some bread. Yeah. And now it's just me and rice. That's yeah. really my only carbohydrates. What are some other carbs we can get in there? Well, apples. I did have an apple okay. for breakfast yesterday. Okay. I woke up at three. This is an update. Um, and then I put my book on tape back on, and then I had put it for 45 minutes, which is always way too much time. I don't even need that much time. And then I heard it go off, and I was like, oh, fuck. It went off. Yeah. Reset it. Heard for it go off again. For an I hour. Thought, yeah. Finally said, fucking whatever. Get out of bed. It's 440. You're, you're up. And, well, that gave me time to prepare an egg in bacon and toast, proper IHOP meal for mm. my daughters. So when they woke up, there was a full Denny spread on the <laughs> counter. And then I wasn't fucking with the, the gluten, so I couldn't get that. And I don't eat eggs. Yeah. Uh, so I was just munching on bacon. And mm. I kind of felt a little Yum. bit, I'm like, I can't just be munching on bacon. So, so I had an apple. Okay, that's uh, There was a long way to tell you I did have an <laughs> apple with some carbohydrates in it. Do you notice you're more lethargic? No, like I feel clear-headed and sharp, but I do notice I run out of energy when I'm exerting myself for sure. Like yeah. I was sitting down between uh, exercises, which I don't do. Yeah. And just kind of regrouping before the next one. Mm. And I try to talk myself into only doing three sets instead of four. But then I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, who are you going to be proud of? The person that bought into this quitting or the person? Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, it was wow. a, I had a That's whole deep. crisis of conscience. What about potatoes? Yeah. You should do that. I should eat a bunch of potatoes. Sweet potato. Sweet potato. Regular hot potato. Twice baked potato. Uh, twice potato. Baked potato. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Gwyneth, sex. Gwyneth, sex, yeah. Well, I told a vulnerable story. Yes, it was really incredible. I was really impressed. I don't regret it. Good. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of virgins that have the same experience. I feel like they are the only ones in the world. I think so. That's why I said it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're not attractive. It doesn't mean you're broken. It's just your story. I have to explain that in my head. I have to, and then I guess I, my assumption is that there's something religious. That's mm. like my first stop. Odds wise, sure. that's probably it. And then if not religion, more like a real, a huge devotion to something very, like something really important. Like I placed oh, a lot of weight on that. Yes. You yeah. want to be really in love with the person and all that, which again is a plenty fine explanation. Yeah. And then but neither are true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole point of stereotypes is that, you know, yeah. I'm going through click, click, click. What would be the most, the odds, this, and then unique. And then most certainly I think a ton of people listening will have had the same experience and for the same reason. Yeah. And then people like me will stop going through this category, what I think is the most probable category. Yeah. I'm happy I said it. Um, I'm grateful to the person involved who uh -huh. was very Of lovely. course, it was crossing my mind like mid rollout of the story. Like, oh, I wonder if he'll listen to this. I think he might. Yeah. But absolutely zero negative things to say oh, about yeah. was lovely. him. If yeah. I'm him I'm, and I'm hearing that, I'm, I'm definitely liking that review. I hope. Yeah.
Yeah. It's scary. It's scary to have to <laughs> tell someone that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so what else about Gwen? What about GP? I think there's a little bit of stigma with goop that like, oh, like if, oh, it's like fancy or it's, and and I fucking love That's it. That's not the, the, the complaint I heard. And, and it crossed my mind that I should bring it up and challenge around it because there's most certainly going to be 600 comments about this is a lot of people are critical that it's pseudoscience, right. which, which is fine. That's probably a great complaint or it, I, I don't even know if that's a good complaint, but, but I do think it's also bullshit. People just want to dislike her. And so they've got another thing to hang it on. Yes. So the first thing was, oh, of course you should eat more vegetables if you're rich. And then she did a whole thing where she exactly. proved you could eat the vegetables. Well, then, then it had to switch to something else. So now it's that she's a proprietor of pseudoscience. And it's like, okay. And like, you can pick and choose. Like, you don't have to say across the board, like, okay, I believe absolutely every article that's on this or I don't. Like, you can pick and you can... Yeah, like, you know, uh, the FDA has never run studies on ginseng. Yeah. They're not going to. It's never going to happen because no one can profit from it because it's natural. So there will never be any evidence that ginseng does anything. But most certainly people who are taking ginseng uh, take it for a reason. Yeah, and it helps them. And and I think there's bozo charlatans, I think. Me too. I love it. I love her. I, I, um, she has these... Teeth. <laughs> she's beautiful teeth. Um, she has these bright blue eyes, and they really just kind of light up the room. No, she has a, a lip, like a chapstick, I guess. Oh, I, I didn't say like a lip fungus or something. A lip balm. God, she has a lip balm. Nope, she okay. doesn't have a fungus. Okay, she has a balm. <laughs> a lip balm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm. I've just run out. Mm-hmm. And ding, ding, ding. Simulation. Now, just like this week, they came out with a trio pack, and there's the original, and then there's two tinted ones. They need to I hire you as a brand ambassador. <laughs> I really think so. I really think they should. Speaking of employ that, you. I think I. I'm gonna do some sort of gift guide. Okay, great, great. I don't know when or what or how. Like on Instagram or as a a standalone podcast, what do you... Because I've been encouraging you to do something style-oriented as a podcast because you're so stylish. Everyone knows you're so stylish. And you... Y'all, I've never seen anyone shop as much as Monica did and does. Uh, But in in England, it was just tremendous to see. I mean, it was like... And then, you know, when we went to France, the the Eiffel Tower was not number one on the list. Most certainly this flea market that exists was number one on the list. So it is your life. Like you're into it like I'm into cars, yep. which is why I need a car podcast. Yeah, it's sure. ridiculous that I don't do one. I agree. I'm going to ask you a rhetorical question. You didn't by chance like at the end of that trip add up. What, nope. What, of course yes, not. <laughs> Horse not. I did stare at all the stuff and I was like, oh no, but I'm yeah. not going to go there. Okay. Because look, I'm way into cars, but I have a budget for the cars. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Listen, I'm your dad and older brother. Like okay. I do, this is a gentle, like, you know, um, budgets are good. They're good. They're good. I know, but okay. Do you want to be a person that I feel scared to tell like money stuff to? 
Well, first of all, you already are, so that ship but, has sailed. But why? Because of the- but, but what's interesting about that is I ask you all the time what stuff cost that you bought, and then I don't ever shame you about it. I've never said it's stupid or you shouldn't or you can't or this is... Um, now, adjacent to that, I'm making a broader point about finances, which is budgets are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because you don't say it doesn't mean I don't feel it. I actually don't. I like it about you. I think it's adorable. So I don't, I actually am not looking at you like, what a fucking idiot. She's blowing all of her money. That thought has never crossed my mind. Yeah. $50,000. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, I can admit to where I'm horrendously wasteful is online ordering. It's like I find something. Oh, those are gorgeous. I haven't ordered one of the T-shirts to see if they fit the way I like T-shirts to fit. Mm-hmm. I just get seven. It happened. None of these fucking awesome prints that I liked that I ordered yes. fit well. <sighs> so I'll do that. And then I don't even care. I go, okay, great. Goodwill's, someone at Goodwill's getting like a brand new pair of slacks that I don't like that are nice. Yeah. So it doesn't bother me too much, but I am pretty wasteful as far as that. Like I'll go all in on some items yeah. before I've tried any of them on. I do. I love shopping. I can't, you know, I like looking around and enjoying what I'm seeing. You and mom like shopping together. In fact, uh, you got a back. A back channel compliment. She was talking about going shopping with someone else and telling me the experience. And she was like, yeah, you know, it just, it wasn't like being with Monica where it's like, oh my God, look, there's the things. Oh, let's go upstairs. Oh, you know, you guys like, nice. oh, yeah. You, the other person wasn't getting high on it. Yeah. Like you guys can do together. It's and a real, it's a bonding. Yeah. Awesome. You're gathering. I hate to say it. Like we, we, we dudes still hunt. In yep. other ways, and, and women still gather. I think you're right. And for me, like, I've been growing up on this. That was what we did. That's what Callie and I did every weekend. Like, yeah. we went to the mall, and we, we, you know, we've been doing it since I was in middle school. Since you were one years old. Yeah. Yeah. Brand new baby. Brand new baby. White dress. Oh, top of the line. Pret-a-porter. <laughs> is that a thing? Net a porte. Net a No, what is it when it's designed to wear? What is that expression? Oh, Pret-a-porte? Maybe I don't even know that. Oh my god, let me let me say that and see if it'll spell it. Because God knows I can't spell it. Pret-a-porte. Ready to wear. Look at that! You taught me something about fashion. What is the difference between hot couture and pret-a-porte? <laughs> pret-a-porte quite literally means ready to wear. Hot couture is generally used to deem anything high fashion. Yeah. This isn't too far off, as hot couture means high sewing or oh, high dressmaking. Cool. But that makes sense. So net a porte is a play on pret a porte then. That's right. That's right. Yeah, ready to wear, ready to wear. Good job knowing that. It's impressive. If that would have fallen into the 50% you didn't believe me, like had no. I not Googled it, you, no. probably, you wouldn't have probably repeated, like, oh, pret a porte means ready to wear. <laughs> I heard it from Dax. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And that's, nor should you. But if you said cars, I would believe. Damn well better. Like that I would will. be That would just be a total waste of your time if I told you a car thing and you looked it up. No, I would never. Yeah. You're the expert there. That is my, that is the thing I probably know the most about. And then second, surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wait, I wanted to say one more thing. Oh, no, just back to, um, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, my gift guide. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do that. Probably on Instagram. But I, I love looking at gift guides at the holidays. It's like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And 
And so I'm going to make one. A gift guide. Yeah, for the holidays. I think that's great. For the holidays. For the holidays, for your health. Like uh, what to get your best friend, what to get your mom. Uh-huh. What to Are you going to do get. different strata of income? Yeah. Okay. I'll do a variety. Okay. Some for $40, some for 900 Yeah. Some for 2000 <laughs> to 6000 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Anywho, love you. Love you. 